You've heard of the law of attraction. You've likely even tried some of the old school manifestation techniques. Why, after saying hundreds of positive affirmations and constantly attempting to get into some high vibe state, does it feel like nothing is shifting? It's likely because you aren't manifesting from your unique energetic alignment. Want to find out how you can manifest more consistently and effectively? Take the short, fun, and informative quiz that we created and learn how to understand and utilize your energy to create abundance in your business. Go to www.manifestationquiz.com and take the quiz today. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Welcome back, my friends, to another really fun episode of the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I know there are so many podcasts out there in the world, and I thank you so very much for spending an hour, a half hour, 10 minutes, whatever the episode length is of your time with me. I truly do appreciate it. Today, I have with me a super fun, and may I, may I say, one of the sweetest human beings I've ever met. And that says a lot because I met a lot of people across this world. A friend of mine who we got acquainted a couple years ago and she's just a joy. She's just pure love, L-O-V-E, love. Maggie, welcome to the show. Oh, Nick, that was the most beautiful introduction. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I mean it. You're like such a sweet human. When I think of like the word sweet, I, 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 like, I can visualize you. Like I just, it just oh. pops it in for me. <laughs> Well, that's nice of you to say. Thank you. Okay. Why don't you give the audience just a few moments about what you're, who you are, what's your story? How did you end up doing what it is that you do in the creative field? Yeah, good question. So I've got a long story, but I'll keep it short for now. I'm a singer and I'm a vocal coach. So my passion lies to helping other singers get over their fears, get over their self-imposed limitation and really achieve whatever that they want to achieve, whether that's performing or singing in a choir. That's really where my passion lies. Um, How did I end up here? Well, I've always sung. So I think that was a given. Uh, I went to performing arts school and then I did some studies in the US and then the UK all about singing. So it was a logic next step to work with singers. I guess, yeah, the the passion has always been inside of me, and uh, I'm very grateful that I get to do every day what I love to do. So that's how I ended up here. So what you may not know is that at one point, I was a professional singer. No way! Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, so (laughs) I don't talk about it much because, you know, I was a musical theater performer, and Uh so therefore I sang for a living. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was a dancer probably first. But you can't just dance in a musical, right? You sing. Yep. And mm-hmm. so I went, to, I studied voice. I went to voice class. I had a voice teacher. I had a vocal coach, you know, the whole thing. But I will have to say to you, Maggie, that it was very stressful for me. Mm. It was incredibly stressful. And I, over time, sort of lost my joy for singing because of, because it was so stressful to me. Mm-hmm. But I know now that if I went back to singing now, that it would probably be pretty joyful because it'd be back then back for me. You know what I mean? When I first started, it was so joyful and fun. And then it got Mm -hmm. really technical for me. 
Mm-hmm. And I had a bad teacher. Like, you know, when you get one of those, I mean, I don't know if you've ever had one, but I had a bad teacher. Yeah, that does a lot. The the person that you're working with, and I can totally relate with what you're saying about losing your passion. That's something that I see many singers go through. And I've gone through that myself as well during university when singing became you have to instead of you get to. And finding that balance between what do I have to do in order to achieve my goals and how can I make that a get to? Like, how can I still make this fun, still tap into my creativity? You know, especially when you're doing some kind of studies at university, everything is very much with deadlines and you've got homework and you've got exams. And and so I lost my passion there for a while too. And just focusing back on why I started in the first place really helped me with that. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I just had a coaching conversation with a singer that I work with and she's in that exact same place. And so we did an exercise where in the end I asked her, so imagine that tomorrow your voice got taken away from you and you cannot sing anymore. You can still talk, but not sing. How would that make you feel? And that question for her opened up so many possibilities. She was like, oh, I would get depressed. And, you know, singing is my way of calming down, of having fun, of getting into that joyful space. And just seeing it from that perspective for her, it shifted everything in that coaching conversation. So I thought that was really, uh, really interesting to see. Mm, I love that. Because I, my question to you was going to be like, if you have these blocks, whether it's that block or another block, Mm-hmm. what are some things that you can do to remove those blocks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question. Like the main thing would be to come back to the root, or I say, come back to your heart. What does your heart want? And what got you to that passion in the first place? And then I would, my, well, that's kind of what we did with that person. We took away all the have-tos because she put so much pressure on herself. Like I have to post on social media and it has to be perfect. I have to record half an hour of content of singing. And I was like, that doesn't really matter right now because obviously you're feeling the pressure and that does not put you in a creative space. So let's take all of that away. And I asked her one question, what do you want to do right now? There's no past, there's no, no future right now here in the present. What does your heart want? And coming back to that question can be a very helpful tool for singers that are in that stuck energy. And so she had to think really long and hard to answer that question. So I think that is a a beautiful one to to take with you whenever you feel that your creativity is kind of lost. Yeah, I was going to say, whether you're a professional singer or not, that tool of coming back to your heart is really powerful no matter what your creative endeavor is, Mm -hmm. or even in business. I know I'm sure that you can relate to this. Many times I've had to say, what is it that I really want to be saying here? What is it that Mm -hmm. I really want to be doing here? Is this what I want to be doing and why? And really sitting with in the heart space of the why. When you think of creativity and the word creativity, what does that mean to you? It can mean so many different things. Yeah, I love that question. Creativity for me is self-expression and doing my own thing without any boundaries or without any fears of judgment or Mm. 
I guess freedom is kind of a word that comes up as well. I wonder what the definition of creativity is in the dictionary, but that would be my definition. <laughs> so creativity, well, the word creative comes from the derivative of creation, mm -hmm. which is to come into existence. Right. It coming into being. So creativity is coming into being ultimately, which I love that, like, because yeah. it, it's your being that's coming, yeah. that's, that's coming to fruition through mm -hmm various ways because creativity for me anyway is not necessarily professional which leads me to my to the next question wait mm -hmm. for you which is can anyone learn to sing or are there less people because you know out there listening right now there are the people like this is a great conversation really cute maggie but i can't sing <laughs> Oh, when people know that I'm a vocal coach, that's the first question they ask me. Like, can you, can anyone learn to sing? <laughs> so it's actually like proven scientifically that anyone can learn to sing unless you are tone deaf. So if you're tone deaf, that means that you cannot distinguish two different tones. For example, ah, uh, with ah, uh, one is clearly higher than the other. So if you cannot hear that one is different than the other, you don't have to say if it's higher or lower, that doesn't really matter. Just hearing the difference, then congratulations, you're not tone deaf. And I think only 3% or 4% of the whole population is. Also, people that are tone deaf will most of the time not really have a passion for music or anything that has to do with the auditory. So I don't think those people want to learn to sing. And if you do want to learn to sing, if you have that desire within you, then you can definitely learn it. Uh, and again, if you're not tone deaf, you can learn it too, because all singing is, is training your vocal muscles in a specific way. Just like a gymnast, she learns to do cartwheels, putting two hands on the floor and then jumping over. That's muscle memory. And the same thing happens when we're singing. It is such a muscle. It really, really mm -hmm. is. Because I can tell you that, you know, in my 20s, like I said, I was a, a, an actor, singer, dancer, and I sang every single day. Basically, I was in a show. I sang every single day. So the muscle, like at the gym, when you go all the time, you build yep. this resistance, you build this capacity, ultimately, to, yeah. to sing fully. And then I took some time off because I was like really burnt out. I had, a, like I said, a, not a good vocal coach and I stopped being an actor and transitioned into directing and I took several years off and then I went back to perform to do a show mm -hmm. again as an actor after quite some time it was like eight years wow. and I have to tell you that it was like not it was not starting over for sure but it was retraining that muscle yep yep it was like, oh, it's like as if I hadn't gone to the gym for eight years and I tried to pick up the like mm -hmm. huge barbell, you know, mm -hmm. with one hand and my vocal cords were like, oh yeah, you think so? You think so for real? You really think that's, that's how this works? That's not how this works. And, it, and then I really did need some time in order to build back the resilience, mm -hmm. to build back the capacity, as I was saying. I'm curious to hear how that was because oftentimes you know, when you're training your voice, you, you're also training your muscle memory. So I'm sure somewhere in there, the muscle memory was still there, but maybe you had to access this. And it was the endurance of the vocal cords and the vocal training. H how is that for you? It was both. And I'll tell you part of it was that it was very emotional. Hmm. 
because I hadn't sung in so long, because I did have that block. And like with your client, I was releasing energy there, right? I was releasing the block. And so it was very emotional. I remember in rehearsal one day having a breakdown, like crying in the middle of rehearsal. But I realized it was the release. And then after that release happened, then it suddenly became free. And I know that I was a better singer than I ever was all those years before. That's beautiful. And I'm so glad that you share this for your listeners, because I think there's the key in everything that we do, whether that's singing or writing or anything, being creative. And that's also the core of the work that I do, which is releasing those internal blocks. And many singers, the first thing that they do when they want to learn to sing is learn all the vocal techniques. Mm. And yes, that's the sexy stuff, you know, that gives you lots of uh, results very fast. But it's kind of like that metaphor of the car when you want to push the gas pedal in, but the brake is still on. And the brakes, that's that internal work. That's the emotions. That's the release of everything that's holding us back as a singer. And that's where the true and real work really is. Yeah. Well, I mean, preach, preach, preach to the choir, preach, (laughs) preach, right? Like, obviously, that's the work that I do with my clients as well. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and so consequently, hello. Hi, this is why we, you know. That's what connects us. (laughs) Yeah, hello. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So the person out there that's listening, that's like, okay, so you're telling me that I can sing, but I don't even know how to start. Like, what do they do to get started? singing because it can be really daunting like I, I I don't know yeah I can sing in the shower but that doesn't mean I'm a singer yeah that that's a great question because I was going to say you just do it and that can be by starting to sing in the shower some people are even afraid of that because people might be home and then they want to not want to be heard so I say sing in your car when you're on your way to whatever but that's more the people that are really at the start of their journey And for me, there's a difference between someone singing their first note ever and someone who's been singing by themselves for a while, but really want to take some steps moving forward. And how that looks like is different for everyone. Someone wants to join a choir and that might be a very big step or wants to find a band to play with. And that might be another big step. So there's the people that are just happy singing in the shower. I call those more like the hobby singers and and they're amazing like the karaoke singers and then there's people that actually want to mean some or do something with their voices and and that's for me a different type of person I mean they could be the same and for those the second one the people that actually want to do something with their voices I think the main part is identifying the vision like in your wildest dreams what you want (laughs) and dreaming big. And then we can work backwards from there and see, okay, what do I need? Okay, if I want to sing on stage and perform Beyonce songs, well, I need to be able to sing high notes. Okay, what do I need to do to sing high notes, right? So then we just work backwards. Oh, I see. So you work backwards in your process. Are there areas of focus, like the main, like core thing that any singer needs to focus on? Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, So I work from four big pillars. And I call this framework or this formula, the sing yourself to freedom formula, because you sing yourself to freedom in the way that it's you're singing freely, like your voice can do anything you want. But also 
yourself, like your inner self. Mm. You're getting freedom from all those emotions that might be holding you back. And so the four main areas to focus on would be, well, first, we talked about that, the mindset, that inner work, so that you can experience the inner freedom. Uh, then we have, obviously, the vocal technique parts, which is all about how do I use my voice, right? And that will get you to that vocal freedom. Then I love to go to creativity. This is something that many singers miss because especially when singing covers, many singers, they're trying to sound like the original artist. That does not touch us as listeners in any way, or maybe slightly uh, if you're like a cover band or something. But creativity is basically finding a way to share your singing in your own unique and authentic way, however that is. So we're talking about your voice color. Many singers think that they only have one voice color. There's so many things to discover with your voice, so many techniques that can help you with that as well. We're talking about improvisation, variation, storytelling, emotion. That's all part of that creativity pillar. And then the last one, that's all about connection. So going back to the two different types of singers, the hobbyist and the I want to do something singer, that I want to do something singer oftentimes has a need for connection. And with the power of their voices, moving someone or telling a story with, with some kind of message. Sometimes singing is way easier than having a conversation for some people. I'm one of those on, on my wedding. I sang my vows instead of saying them. <laughs> oh, I love it. So just to give you an example. And so connection is very different for any, for everyone and finding your way and in, in your, how you want to make that connection with your listener is that last part of the, of the framework. That's really cool. And I want to go back to the creativity part because mm -hmm. I know that when I got onto what we call in the theater world, the other side of the table, Okay. when you come in an audition for somebody, you're on one side of the table and who you're auditioning for is on the other side of the table. There's a big long mm -hmm. table. You walk in, you sing for them with the pianist and they respond. Yep. Yay, nay callback. You don't get a callback, whatever. It's a, it's yeah. a vicious business. It's a vicious. I, yes. But what I didn't know when I was a younger singer was that I needed to come in and bring myself into mm -hmm. the room. I thought I was supposed to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I thought I was supposed to do it the way that other people had done it before me. And then what I learned when it, when it got flipped and I was behind the table is that when people would come in and do it like everyone else, you'd go, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the minute somebody came in and was 100% authentically themselves and brought something new, different, unique, a spin to it, like you were saying, rather than a cover, an original something to the song, suddenly it piqued the interest. I went, yeah. oh, I need to know more from them. Oh, they're an artist. Oh, how cool. So mm -hmm. in people's businesses out there, I think that's also vital for you to remember because I think we can be marketed into believing that we're all supposed to follow a formula, right? Yep. But then you become formulaic mm. Very rather true. than being your unique vessel, voice, original, and that's going to help you stand out. Yep. 100%. And many people struggle with that because of how 
society is programmed right now. I mean, Instagram, all the picture perfect moments or even the radio. I mean, we listen to the radio maybe every day and you hear perfectly mixed songs in the studio and then people record their voices on their iPhones and they're expecting that same perfectness, mm. but that's just not real. And so I totally agree with what you're saying. And, and, and that's the beauty also of what we're doing to help the people that we're working with. Yeah, it's one of the reasons to hire a coach is mm -hmm. so that you can tap into your own authenticity, into your, mm -hmm. your originality, that which makes you the spark of the divine, the unique, the absolute conscious creator, ultimately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how you move your audience, by being honest. Yeah. And also honest with yourself. That's a hard one. <laughs> you feel a certain way inside and being able to open yourself up, showing that vulnerability and sharing that with someone else is some of the most courageous things that we can do as a creative. And many creatives are very scared of that. So yeah. finding ways to, to step into that vulnerability is, I think, a very important part of the process too. Oh, I so agree with you. I so, so agree. And I think that's what we're most drawn to now more than ever. Because yeah. no matter what the medium is, whether it is singing or whether it's writing or rather, no matter what it is, we're drawn to those that are willing to be real. Because particularly as we move into a more and more AI world, and like yeah. you said, what, what's on the radio, is that really their voice now? Like, what is that? that yep. or is that a simulated version the more real and honest you can be as an artist as a creative and the more vulnerable you are and willing to use your story and who you are in your work the more people are going to connect to it that's my theory yes and beyond connection really because you're inspiring them to do the same and mm -hmm. to be the same and i think oh, we're getting so deep nick because this is how we make the world a better place Exactly. This is so beautiful. Yeah, so powerful what we do. Yeah, that I mean that that is my mission. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I always say 108 million stories told is the mission of my company. Yeah. And that's a ripple. Yeah. So the idea of like you throw the stone into the water and it ripples. You tell a mm -hmm. story that inspires somebody to be honest and tell their story, which inspires somebody else to be honest and tell their story. And so I it's this that. ripple of 108 million stories told. 108 because 108 is nine, which is the which is the number of completion. Oh, I love that. Eight is my favorite number. Is it's it? Infinity. It's infinity. Yeah. yeah infinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Are you willing to play a, a little quick buzz game here? I throw out a question. You answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Let's do okay. it. Are you good? Okay. Yeah. Here we are. The first question is, who would you love to collaborate with that you haven't yet? If I really go into more of the, um, the creative world and the singing world, it would really be an artist because my passion lies with coaching. I don't want to be the one on stage. Mm -hmm. And truly, I don't have one person because I don't want to work with big artists either. I've mm -hmm. done that. And their egos are getting in the way. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> My ideal person is just someone with lots of passion, determination, and openness. So it doesn't surprise me, though, that you said the name James Wedmore, because 
he's a coach and you're a coach. Yeah. So wanting to collaborate with another coach makes complete and total and utter sense to me. Mm -hmm. And maybe I was on his podcast as a guest, episode mm -hmm. 300. Go check it out. We'll we'll put it in the show notes here. Yes. But maybe you'll be a guest on his podcast. That, that We are collaborating right now. That's a collaboration. Yeah. Well, I actually was also. A oh, there you go. Podcast. What number? We'll, we'll put that <laughs> so, in there too. Check. <laughs> I don't know which number. 290 something, I think. Okay. It was one of the case studies. I can look it up for you though. Okay. So you already have collaborated with it, but you want to collaborate in a new way. Yeah. I think it's more in a musical kind of way because I okay. know he doesn't like to sing or he's he's got no aspirations. Uh, but like secretly I am wanting to jam with him and with everyone who's musical at one of those events. So, so here's what I think it is. I think he's going to play, you're going to sing and I'm going to get up and dance. That's what I was going to say. You're going to dance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. Yep. What is your next great manifestation? Ooh. Okay. First thing that came to mind. It's scared to even say it out loud because it's just in my head right now. It's very personal. It's a baby. Mm. So we we got married two weeks ago, and <gasps> I've always said after my wedding, I want to get, I want to, I want to start a family, and so we'll see. Congratulations on your wedding because I haven't seen you since then. Congratulations, and you're putting it out, putting yeah. it out there. You know, it's real now. I, it's I real. said that loud, so it's real. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you for that question. Oh, you're welcome. I love to hear people. These are these final, what I call the final three questions I ask uh -huh. everyone. And it's really fascinating to hear what comes because it's just like, you know, just go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You said the first thing that came into my mind. I mean, I could relate it back to singing and music and all of that, but. Didn't need to. Okay. okay. Didn't okay. need to. And then the final question is, this is a fill in the blank. Okay. I am. I am loving. I am music is another one that comes up and I'm happy. Yeah. Those are the three big ones. Yeah. You are sweet. That's all I know. You are L-O-V-E, capital L-O-V-E. That's what I think yeah. of when I think of you, as I said, and I still do. And I thank you so much for coming on and sharing your love with the audience, sharing all that you are. Any final thought or something that would make the, the conversation feel full or feel real or feel like, yeah, this is missing from this conversation? There's two things. Great. The, the first one is to the listeners. And I just want to tell them that the work that we do, Nick, we know how profound it is. And I want to invite them to find whatever is calling to them in that creative atmosphere, whether that is singing or drawing or graffiti art, I don't know. And giving it a chance and going back to the, why am I doing this? Like, what am I enjoying out of this? And, and getting away of the, I, I should, or I have to. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's the first invitation to close off this episode. Cause I think that's the most important thing. But the second thing was really to thank you because you're someone who has helped me a lot. Also throughout my creative journey, you've been a very, very big inspiration and um, just it's an honor for me to be here. So I just wanted to say thank you. And it's a two small words that mean a lot to me. So thank you, Nick, for, for this opportunity. Well, first, I want to say I received that. I've been working on receiving. Good. So I'm going to, to receive that and say, yes, thank you. And we help each other. And that is what I love about our relationship and our friendship. So 
thank you as well. I receive it too. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> we're both like, I receive. <laughs> yes, I really appreciate what we we have going on here. <laughs> Wonderful. So how can people find you? That maybe somebody's like, you know what? I'm listening to this episode and I am so inspired now. I am going to go sing, whether it's I'm going to go back to singing because I do have a lot of people who were performers at one point and then left it or that may want to come back or somebody who's just like, I'm really inspired after listening to her today and I want to come and I want to sing. I want to try this. Where can they go to find you? Uh, you can find me. I've got a website called thesinginginsiders.com. That would be a great place to go. And on Instagram, my handle is at Nagy with I-E and then underscore Gellin, G-E-L-I-N. And we can connect there. Nagy Gellin, thank you so much for being here. I really, really, really do appreciate it. And thank you all once again for listening. As inspired as I'm so inspired to sing again <laughs> yes let's sing together <laughs> after this i'm like huh maybe i need to go back to that singing thing anyhow if you're as inspired as i am today to to sing do connect with maggie and let me know your takeaway from this episode don't forget to leave us a star rating star make it five stars and a review we really do appreciate it, it helps us get the podcast out to more folks. We'll see you next time. Thank you.